that's an apology to everybody. Because I like to say, now I want the worship service to flow. And I started badly, so it's... <clears throat> So it's kind of like, but we we made it, didn't we? Um, The title of my message this morning is Those Who Missed the Party. You might call it Potential Pitfalls at Christmas Time. And um, you'll see what I mean as we move along. Um, in keeping with the party mist theme, <clears throat> I share this story. It comes from a Dallas newspaper, and it actually took place uh, apparently in a community near Dallas somewhere, somewhere called Hearst, the, the town, or it's called Hearst, Hearst, Texas. And it says, after no one came to her son's eighth birthday party Sunday, a Hearst mother decided to get the police involved. That's what you do. You have the police go and arrest people. No, that's not what happens. Although no one had responded to Jennifer Day and her husband's invitations, they hoped for the best and baked cookies and bought pizza. But no one showed up to celebrate with their son, Graham. He had had the same heartbreaking experience when he turned six. This always happens, the devastated boy told his mother. He said it in the most broken voice I've ever heard, Day said. It happened once before, but this time something snapped in me, and it was like, no, this is not happening to him again. Desperate to cheer up her son, she posted a message on the Next Door Neighborhood website. I think I'm posting this out of utter emotional distress, but I need to ask if anyone wants to come to an eight-year-old boy's birthday party to show him that he's loved and valued as a person, she wrote. No gifts are required other than the gift of friendship. No responses came in right away, so Day thought of a last resort. She and her husband drove to the Hearst Police Department and asked whether an officer might come see her son who had always wanted to be a policeman. Soon after her husband, she and her husband got home, the station's entire shift showed up at her front door with a few Hearst firefighters as well. They lined the street with their patrol cars and fire trucks <clears throat> and came inside to eat cake and sing happy birthday. The department said on Facebook, that the officers were honored to attend Graham's eighth birthday party. There's no way I can repay what they did for this little broken heart, Day said. And while she and her husband were trying to enlist the help of police, several families they'd never met had seen the next-door message and came with their children to celebrate. Other people in the area got together and brought presents to Graham. By the end of it, I think he forgot that his friends didn't come over for his birthday day, said he was so happy. She was overwhelmed by the support, show of support from police and firefighters and the kindness of others in the community. Something like this, it literally guts you as a parent because you can't fix it, at least in the moment, she said through tears. But the Hearst Police Department and the Hearst Fire Department, they went above and beyond and made his day. So some missed the party, but others came. 
And I wonder what those who stayed away thought when they saw this article in the paper. Did they regret that they'd missed the party? Or did they fall back on the excuses they made for staying away in the first place? You know, the theme of a party missed is not an unfamiliar one in the Scripture. Um, In Matthew 25, we find the story of the ten virgins, five who were wise and five who were foolish. All had been invited to a wedding party. But the five foolish virgins did not come prepared with extra oil for their lamps. And because the bridegroom did not arrive when expected, their lamps were out of oil. While they were gone to buy more, the bridegroom arrives and the five wise virgins, along with the other guests, go in with him to the wedding banquet. When the five foolish virgins return from their shopping trip, the door to the banquet has been closed and they missed the party. Luke chapter 14 tells of a man who prepared a great banquet and invited many to come. But those who received the invitations made excuses and declined to come. So the master sends his servants out to invite the poor, the crippled, the blind, and the lame. And because there was still room at the party, those on the roads and country lanes were invited to come as well. Once the house was full, the master declared, Not one of those men who are invited will get a taste of my banquet. So they all missed the party. We all love a party, I think. Well, most parties. And while there were some who came to Christ's birthday party in Bethlehem, specifically the shepherds and, a little later, the wise men, there were several who missed the party. These are then the potential pitfalls of Christmas. We can miss the party. Some didn't come because of their own self-centeredness. Others were simply indifferent, motivated by a sense of self-righteousness. Still others were no-shows due to ignorance, self-indulged with their own desires. And the sad thing is, people are still missing the celebration of Jesus' birth today. And, the same, and for the same reasons as those who missed that original party in Bethlehem so long ago. So let's look at why they missed. These are the potential pitfalls at Christmas time. Number one, some missed the party because of self-centeredness. Herod is our prime example here. Remember when the wise men came and shared what they were, what their mission was about? Herod was troubled by it all, it says. And why did Herod miss the party? Well, first of all, the party was only happening a few short miles away. But he saw this baby being hailed as king of the Jews. And to him, that was a threat to his own security and position. He was troubled when he heard the news because of his self-centeredness. You know, our own, our own world today is full of Herods at Christmas time. Oh, they might not be vicious like he was, but like Herod in their own pride, they see Christ as a threat and don't want him interfering 
in their own lifestyles. Oh, Jesus is okay as long as he has no expectations or is willing to show up when needed and stay out of the way the rest of the time. Jesus is just fine if he behaves the way we think he should and does the things we want him to do and then leaves us alone until the next time we call on him. But in the meantime, it's all about me and the way I want to live my life. I don't want Jesus interfering with my plans. So if he'll just not bother me, I'll do my thing, and if I need him, I'll call on him. Although it's not likely that I will because, hey, I'm pretty self-sufficient, and I really don't need God in my life. After all, life is all about watching out for number one and what I can get out of it, right? Romans chapter 2, verse 8. But for those who are self-seeking and who reject the truth and follow evil, there will be wrath and anger. And Philippians chapter 2, verse 3. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit. Rather, in humility, value others above yourselves. We need to be careful about that pitfall at Christmas time, self-centeredness. The the second way we can miss the party or the second pitfall is some miss the party because of self-righteousness. Some miss the party because of self-righteousness. The religious leaders are an example here. They were not necessarily self-centered, but in their self-righteousness, they were indifferent to what was happening just a few miles away. People still miss the party because of self-righteousness. And I want to divide our self-righteous into two groups. Group A. And I think uh, we would the people in group A would not generally think of them, well, actually in group B too, would not generally think of themselves as self-righteous, but group A. There's the idea out there that we are all basically good people. Ever heard that before? We're all basically good people. I'm okay, you're okay. And if we live what we call a good life, and of course that would be by our own definition, we're the ones to determine... Am I living a good life? So, if we live what would be called a good life, and if we do enough good things to outweigh the bad things, then we're in. Whatever in means. In heaven, I guess. Or, is there a heaven? Or, who knows? So, as a result, we don't need God. We don't need to be forgiven of our sins because we aren't really sinners. We aren't that bad. We are basically good people. And like the religious leaders, folks have their set of rules, their own set of rules that they follow, that they live by. And that's the thing that makes them okay. Now, admittedly, For some, their rule is that there are no rules. But there's a rule. 
And for others, it's a list of rules that aren't so restrictive or that they're comfortable with or that change with the situation or are in keeping with what it means to be politically correct or culturally relevant. We make up our own rules. That's basically what it's about. That's the first group. They're self-righteous in their own way. I've got my set of rules that I live by. Ha, ha, ha. Group B, the religious, legalistically self-righteous. This is the group that believe they are okay because they keep all the rules. The problem with that idea is the thinking that keeping rules is what saves you, rather than a relationship with Jesus. See, it's the relationship with Jesus that helps you keep the rules, not vice versa. So as long as you can check off the list of rules that you're supposed to keep, you are good to go. You know what? I have a problem with that. Personally, I mean. That is my default tendency. As long as I can check off the rules. The interesting and disturbing thing about group A and group B is that neither group lives in a way that says, I need Jesus. And both groups tend to look down their nose at the other group. Which, unfortunately, was the way the religious leaders looked at those who were not like them. So, when you think about it, Much, much, excuse me, things haven't changed much in the last two millennia. Much of Christmas, Jesus is still crowded out by religious pride and preoccupation with the way we perceive life should be lived by the rules we keep. Whether they're our own or that long list that we check off. And like the priests and scribes, many are missing the party through the indifference caused by their own self-righteousness. Isaiah 64, verse 6. All of us have become like one who is unclean, and all our righteous acts are like filthy rags. Ooh. Romans 3.10, as it is written, there, was, there is no one righteous, not even one. Proverbs 16.25, there is a way that seems right to a man, but its end is the way to death. Self-righteousness does not work. And it can be a pitfall at Christmas time. And then the third pitfall, or another way that we can miss the party. Some miss the party because of self-indulgence. Boy, do you see, ever see that at Christmas? Here's my list. The innkeeper, the innkeeper stands on center stage here. 
Business was brisk in Bethlehem, and no vacancy signs were hung everywhere on the inns. And no room was the response of the innkeeper to Joseph. In his thirst for self-indulgence and the rewards of the profit he stood to make, he was ignorant of the fact that the greatest event in human history was happening right in his own backyard. You know, our, our, our world is full of people like him today, preoccupied, consumed with what they can get at Christmas time. And boy, aren't we encouraged to do that. It's no longer better to give than receive. It's all about what's in it for me. Christmas is seen as having been a success if you get what you want. There were, interesting, there was a family in one of the churches I pastored that gave the big gifts in their family at birthdays so that at Christmas... Instead of a time of shopping and all the expense involved and the expectations, the focus in their family was on Jesus because they weren't waiting for all that big stuff that you're supposed to get at Christmas time, or at least we think we're supposed to get. So the focus was on Jesus, not what would be under the Christmas tree. And unfortunately, that kind of thinking is almost countercultural. Instead of a Focus on God's indescribable gift, it can easily become all about checking the things off the list that we are hoping for and then lose sight of those Bethlehem moments that come their way and let them, and we let them go because we're convinced that getting and having is what will fulfill us. And like the innkeeper in our ignorance, we let those Bethlehem moments go and never know what might have been. First Timothy, chapter 6, verse 10. For the love of money is a root of all kinds of evil. Some people, eager for money, have wandered from the faith and pierced themselves with many griefs. Mark 8, verse 36. And what do you benefit if you gain the whole world but lose your own soul? Self-indulgence. That's how we get satisfied in this. We collect more junk than the next guy. So, there were people who missed the party. They experienced the pitfalls of Christmas. But there were others, like the shepherds and the wise men, who joyfully journeyed to Bethlehem. To be self-centered, to be self-righteous, or self-indulgent can cause us to miss the party at Christmas. Folks, Christmas is all about Jesus. Um, we went to the Collingsworth concert last night in Westminster. And 
Mom Collingsworth, Kim Collingsworth, shared that at Christmas time she goes to the baker and says, I want you to bake me a birthday cake. And I want you to put on it, happy birthday. And the baker says, and whose name do you want on there? And she said, Jesus, of course. And that's what Christmas is about, amen? To be self-centered, self-righteous, or self-indulgent can cause us to miss the party at Christmas. But more importantly, those same things can cause us to miss the eternal party that will take place in heaven when those who are invited will attend the wedding feast of the Lamb. That will be the biggest party in history. Although there will be no history because there will be no time. But anyway, that will give you something to think about today. That is the party we don't want to miss. So God has sent us a special invitation. Make sure you are counted among those who attend this Bethlehem party this Christmas season. Amen? Amen. Amen. Squint and stand, and we're going to sing, Come on, ring those bells. Everybody likes to take a holiday. Everybody likes to take a rest. Spending time together with the family. Sharing lots of love and Jesus, we re- 